Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast for 2022. Harvey Levin here. Eric. Jason. And Derek. So, uh, first of all, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to you. So, um, my favorite story, maybe, of the last few days, I love this Catherine McPhee story. So, real quickly, David Foster put a picture of Catherine up. Uh, on social media, and it's a picture of her showing her midriff. She's in a bikini, and, you know, she had a baby less than a year ago, and he captions it, what baby? And so people start dragging him, and they're dragging him because they're saying, you're making other women who didn't shed the baby weight feel bad about themselves. This isn't fair. You're out of touch. Catherine McPhee went nuts on them and just said, and, and doubled down and put another picture of her up and said, I have struggled with my weight. Um, shut up. It's like, it's none of your business. And she and she was just leaning in and saying, I'm, I love that my husband's proud of me. I thought that was really refreshing. 2021, I think, is the year that the, uh, that the political correct movement has hit a stone wall. And I think it ended the year in the perfect way, which is that you have this situation where a husband compliments his wife on losing the baby weight, which is something that she had said that she struggled with and finally was able to, she looks fantastic, so clearly got to a point where she was happy. He compliments her on that. The Twitterverse comes out attacking him for doing it, and I think the world has now pushed back fully and finally. I think you're completely right. We've lost perspective in this whole world in 2021. In 2022, she's grabbing it back and saying, who matters here? Me. How do I feel? The comment was about me. He said, what baby? And posted it. And she was fine with it. She actually liked it. It's a, it's a husband uh, celebrating his wife's body. He's not saying you were gross pig when you had a baby. <laughs> He's just saying, I'm psyched. And look, what baby? Look how, look how far you've come. And you're happy about it. He's not saying get in shape. He's saying, look at this. And she's happy about it. Well, I, and, I, and if that's their relationship, because clearly she likes it, then they're the two people who know their relationship, not everybody who comments on it. So well, then the, the alternatives don't ever post her at all. Like, she just doesn't exist. Yeah. Because you can't say she looks bad. You can't say she looks good. There is a reality that when you're as famous as David Foster and Catherine McPhee are, that when you post something, it is not just for you and intimate moment with you and your wife. It is something that is meant to articulate to the world at large how you feel and and what you're... And so what? what? And, pe- and people exactly. feel differently about all sorts of things. Let's talk about the real issue here, because the real issue is weight. And there has been this uh-oh. thing. Well, the fact that <laughs> here you, we no, go. No, no, no. Yeah. The fact that you say, uh-oh, yeah. underscores the problem. Yeah. Is that we are not allowed to talk about weight in this country, and weight is an issue. And, you know, to me, one of the biggest things and the craziest things that happened in 2021, and I know this sounds petty compared to everything else, when Weight Watchers changed its name to to WW because you didn't want to say people watch their weight, who goes on Weight Watchers because they want to gain weight or stay the same? Nobody. Some people want to watch it go up, Harvey. And when and no, no, but when you watch their commercials, because I was watching them over the weekend, it's like you know, there's a woman on. I lost. 
47 pounds. There's a guy on, I lost 98 pounds. So it's all about weight, but they can't call it that because it's so sensitive. Why is it sensitive to talk about weight? It never was before. Why now? Well, you've articulated this before, Derek, about the the struggles that people have had and the the the, the psychological yeah. pressures yeah. that people have had with with being forced to lose weight, right? Yeah, I but mean, we're not saying forced; we're saying choice, right? But I think there is a stigma that's applied to people who do not engage in the frantic need to lose weight and are willing to be happy in a larger. We self. just don't want to hear it from you and your nice physique <laughs> no, 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 and your, no, and no, your no, muscle no, bound no, shirt. No, no. I'm over here in a lumpy <laughs> fleece for a reason, Harvey. Some of us spent the holidays in a different fashion. Hold, hold on, so well, it wasn't lumpy when you put it on. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> the word, the word, Derek Hoff, the words Derek Hoffman and fashion have never been used in the same <laughs> sentence before, <laughs> not with a pejorative adjective. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I mean, but look, I mean, the the reality is. Weight is an issue in this country because at a point it becomes a health issue and it is reared its head with COVID for sure. Yep. And so why can't we talk about it? It's part of health. And it doesn't mean that you have to be uncomfortable with who you are. You can be comfortable. But at the same time, why can't companies like Weight Watchers or people like David Foster promote this. I mean, it's like, why can't they promote it on that side? Right, or Penguin's Yogurt can't have a low-fat option for people yeah. looking to lose it. It, it, We Look, we all know, the whole world at large knows that most people want to lose weight. If they want to go in one direction or the other, they want to lose weight. And it is healthier to not be uh, overweight. To, to not be overweight, right? That's a, why can't it, it why is, can't we just admit that the, and move on? The reason is it's a health issue, but it's also a commentary on a person's level of self control. So you're really criticizing their personality and their ability but to overcome something, which is different than cancer, right? Oh, oh. Everyone is stricken with a cancer; you have no control over it. This is something that people have some degree of control over. So when you say you need to lose weight, you're a drain who's on the healthcare who's saying system. That? Who's saying that? Well, it sounds kind of no, no, like no. you are. Weight Watchers is not saying you should lose weight. Weight Watchers is just saying this is available if you want it. I don't know this Weight Watchers you talk about. I know WW. <laughs> okay, WW. <laughs> Stop living in the past. Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. Speaking of, uh, guess who's in shape? You? No. <laughs> not me? Jeff Bezos. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I mean, this has been a crazy couple of weeks in St. Bart's for them. I mean, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez are basking in their celebrity yeah. <laughs> in St. Bart's. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. They are basking in their celebrity and, the, you know, making out, you know, in front of the cameras, um, laying on, you know, their yacht like royalty, which is fine. I mean, there's no criticism of it. But, you know, and then him just showing his body everywhere, which has now gotten people to wonder, is that natural or not? It's an incredible transformation. I don't know if you could call it completely natural because we've seen Jeff Bezos from the mid to late 90s when he started uh, Amazon. He did not look like this. This has been an incredible glow up, not not just in terms of he was a sort of a nerdy guy. He is now a jacked guy. He's, he's not just in shape. you have all the money he's in the world, huge. of course you would do that. Uh, I, I, I don't at even know age? what we're talking about here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. is it possible? Sure. But he says no. And so therefore, it's... Uh, no, no, meaning HGH. No HGH. Yeah. No, no, nothing inauthentic. He has developed it himself. But to your point, he's got every nutritionist at his disposal, every weight loss... Uh, I'm sorry, every uh, muscle gain guru at his disposal, and he has transformed his body in a way that seems totally reasonable given those resources. I mean, by the right? end of this year, he will have a full head of luxurious hair, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the next step. Okay, okay. Let's, to, That's the Elon route. Yeah. It's all, it is. Why not? To me, the most interesting part of this is 
the celebrity angle to this is that I never saw Jeff Bezos this way before, ever. And it is all about hanging with celebrities, interacting with celebrities, being at Leo's party. Bas- I mean, I-, I talked to somebody who was at Leo DiCaprio's party um, along with them. They were just, they loved it. I mean, they were just, they are, they are in the middle of Hollywood. And I just find it really interesting. Well, it, it makes sense because these guys were like, like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk were the, the the nerds. They were the you know the techie business guys. They weren't the cool guy. And now they're super rich and got the the girlfriends and they can hang out with celebrities. It's that no matter how wealthy you get, there's that need to be popular. But yeah. I find for it a fascinating. Lot of this like is, I'm the, I was the dork. Now I'm the cool kid. Right. This has never been business titans were huge celebrities. When I was when I was growing up, Lee Iacocca was maybe the biggest CEO type of celebrity, but <laughs> War, he wasn't Warren, in this vein. Warren Buffett. Or Warren Buffett, but Warren Buffett was always avuncular and sort of folksy. He was the CEO, so I understood. He wasn't a celebrity, a massive guy on yachts and different kind of like they did it the old school way of just running business, which these guys do. But it's like you know, Mm. making Teslas and stuff, and like it's a different kind of. I think this thing has existed for a lot longer than we're giving it credit for. I think the J.P. Morgans of the world and they love to be socialites and walking around New York with the pretty girl. I mean, they eventually got married and whatever because it was a different expectation. Howard Howard Hughes was a big celebrity at the time. He dated Catherine Hepburn. No, 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 but But he was a director too. But you guys are talking about two different things. I get the dating, you know, actresses and whatnot. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you know, inviting, you know, the Oprah's of the world on your yacht and, yes. you know, hanging with David Geffen and hanging with Drake and Leo and all these people. It's not about who you date, which it always was right. before. I mean, Jack Dorsey did that a lot, but, right. yeah. but he was different. And, 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 you know, Jeff Bezos has been a billionaire for many, many years. So yeah. it's not like, you know, he he wasn't doing it back then. He's doing it yeah, now. You're right. He's fully ensconced in that he, milieu now. He's not just dating he's a bit, but now he's a famous. space cowboy. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. He was just the Amazon guy. Right. But now he's sending you know Michael Strahan to space. He's cooler. You know, we we've seen this among the wealthy elite of the acting and sports worlds forever. And now you're right. We're now seeing the billionaires sort of acting like them. They are full on celebrities in the truest sense of the word, as opposed to being these titans of industry who are somewhat removed from the Hollywood culture. They are fully ensconced. As a matter of fact, in many ways, they are leaders in that culture. They are tastemakers. Yeah, you know. They- well, what do you account for that? Because these are guys who are, you know, levels of wealth beyond your imagination, right? You know, three commas in, in their wealth. Why forfeit any of the privacy associated? They have all the money. They don't need to ha- be part of the celebrity culture, yet they're forfeiting but privacy I- to get into it. It's strange. But also, did we ever see celebrities become billionaires? Because now you've got the Kardashians and Rihanna, and those people are now part of that life. You're so right. is it just the lines blurred? But between- they've always needed it, right? You need eyeballs if you're Rihanna to stay Rihanna. You she's need to less be visible than she's been in than when she was a pop star. Jeff Bezos could disappear off the face of the earth, and he's still worth a hundred billion dollars. He doesn't yeah. need it. The line, else. the line is totally blurred. But you yeah, know what? I, I look. I, I I'm sorry for arguing this, but you look at uh, Richard Branson. He's a billionaire. He doesn't do that. You look at Bill Gates. He doesn't do that. You know, you even Elon Musk. Although we he, learned a lot about Bill, he got down a little. Uh, bit. But I'm not. Say, I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about. I'm talking about. The, I know about being the, a celebrity. The public yeah. glow of being in the celebrity, know. you know, world. And even Elon Musk, I don't think, was you know in your face that way. Jeff Bezos and and Lauren Sanchez are just let us go everywhere where we Flaw are. Our right. Yeah. I mean, and they're just, they're Courtney and Travis at this point. They're Courtney and Travis. Ooh, reality show. 
<laughs> Amazon original. Uh, oh, Jeff and Lowe. Count it out. And, That's and, a good... and shockingly, we'd rather see Bezos with his shirt off. It's remarkable. <laughs> I know, yeah. I know. Okay, so we broke. Um, I think this was the biggest real one of the biggest real estate stories of 2021. We broke this the last day of the year. Uh, Adele is buying Sylvester Stallone's house. And this is the example of relative wealth and what and relative real estate costs because it is a steal at $58 million. A steal. Unbelievable. Didn't it go for 80? Didn't he originally well, list it around 80? He originally listed this house. This is the house, they call it the house that Rocky built. And um, it, they, they've even got like statues of Rocky in, in, you know, in the foyer. It, it's just an amazing property in the most exclusive area of Beverly Hills. A million celebrities live there. It was listed at 110 million initially in February because he moved. He moved to Palm Beach. And... You know, nobody bought it, but the real estate market was going up. He listed, he, he then changed it to 80, and she came in at 58. Now, she has two houses a mile away from there. She just wanted a bigger house. And so, yeah, it's, it just dropped some money. So now it's an escrow. It's supposed to close this this month, but she's got these two houses. Now she's bought the 58 million. The reason I'm saying it is, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, she had apparently said in an interview... The reason she lives in L.A. and not London is the prices in London are too high. Right. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> you get a lot more house, though, for your money. And she's going to have to do some major innovations. I mean, I, I follow Sly. I'm a big, big Rocky fan. Every house he owns is monogrammed throughout with these SSs because he's very popular. <laughs> she's, no, not, not that kind of SS. Also, but, also but, those initials. <laughs> <people there. laughs> wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> I stayed at a house of it. It's true. In Palm Springs, and the pool had an, an SS interlocking. If uh, she ne next buys in Dusseldorf, well, no. <laughs> she well, her, well, think. Hers, <laughs> if she, if she re-monograms, hers are AA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's true. These are very specific homes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's living in Palm Beach now. And, you know, uh, this is considered, we uh, we talked to real estate people before we posted the story. They call this the steal of the century. I mean, it, it sounds crazy. Well, it's almost half price from a year ago, right? Yeah. It it's almost, so. it's almost half well, price. Well, look, there's only so many people who can pay $58 million or $80 million or $100 million for a house. And when one of them comes along and is willing to probably make an all-cash offer or whatever it is that Adele's making to me, and he's not, he's a motivated seller, right? He wanted to get out. He's a motivated seller. And so, sure, could he have held on and gotten a few more million? It looks like it. But why, if you're sly, right? You just want to yeah. get out of the house. And and by the way, he, he, I mean, we know this. I didn't even put this in the post. He owns it free and clear. Oh, yeah. And and you can imagine what he bought it for because he bought it like almost 30 years ago. So he probably bought it for one and a half million bucks. Oh, I was going to say five, no. but uh, no. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, really? You think 30 years digit ago? Millions and got six I don't know, out of two million, three years million. Ago? Yeah. It's 10x. It's 10x. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane. Sure. Uh, okay. A couple more things and then we're going to scoot. Uh, LeBron Spider-Man. I, I actually sort of see what LeBron was getting at here, I think. When he put three Spider-Mans up, one with the flu, one with the cold, and one with COVID. And he, I think the caption was something like, is this just me? Yeah, someone help me out here. Yeah. Like, is the flu different than COVID? Yeah. He was sort of minimizing what COVID but is see, saying if, it's kind of like the flu. If that's what he was saying, then I get it. But I, I'm not so, so much sure that he was saying it's always like the flu. I think if, you know, there's a big push now about lockdown and about closing things and all of this 
And even the CDC has relaxed this to the point that people think the CDC was irresponsible by saying you can go back even if you still test positive. And now they're going to probably pull back on that. So I think what he might be saying is maybe don't treat it exactly like the cold and the flu, but don't treat this so fundamentally different that people panic and start closing things down. Yeah, but what you said is a very thoughtful way of going through the pros and cons of whether we lock down a society over COVID this round. What he did was toss up a meme, and the meme is obviously tonally very different than the way you're you're sort of presenting that idea. But what about it's what presented about, in what a about, jokey kind of way? Well, but sometimes that's the most effective way of getting to people because people the most effective t- way of pissing off Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That's for sure. Well, he got he was outraged. Outraged. But you know, I think he was outraged because he thought that LeBron was nece- was saying that it's just like, it's not a cold because people do die from it, although they do die from the flu too. Yes. And so I think there's this movement in this country, and even the CDC is acknowledging it, that if you get too onerous with the restrictions, people just aren't going to follow them, and then we're going to be worse off. And so maybe you find more of a middle ground than we did a year ago. I mean... I think it's important to look at where LeBron's coming from. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be too flippant about COVID. It's killed a ton of people, far more than the flu. It's far more contagious than any other common condition that we know of. But he comes from a point of view where he tested, he had a false positive, was suspended by the NBA, told he couldn't play by the NBA. He knew that it was a false positive. He came back immediately, tested negative, and he was really put off by the NBA's treatment of him during during that time. And so this is him poking not at... The national response to COVID, I don't think, as much as the NBA's response to him and his situation. That's and, interesting. And they continually change their policy. They recently changed their policies. Now Kyrie Irving is going to come back. There's, there seems to be this, the mm-hmm. NBA is unsure of where they are in this whole thing. I think he was lashing out at the NBA, not against the general overlay of COVID in the country and the world. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. I think you're right. Maybe yeah. he is lashing more specifically at the NBA because he had an unpleasant experience with that. Huh. Sure. But, but even the CDC, it's like, it's 10 days. Eh, it's five days. Like, yeah. And now there's memes about the CDC. Yeah. Well, no, no, but like, now the CDC, now Fauci said they're going to talk about, well, maybe we should require a negative test before people. So they they went too far, yeah. it looks like. But isn't it a good thing for doctors to come out with what they think is best? And then when they get new information, they change that. That's what we want. We don't It's exactly what it is. It's trial and error for them, too. Everyone wants authoritative figures to tell you exactly what to do. Fauci's learning on the job, too. This is a new variant. the idea, because he changes his mind, he was somehow wrong in the first place. No, he was right with the information he had. Now he changed. That's what doctors do every single day. We know that. We know what the best medicine was 100 years ago and what it is now. And what it will be 100 years from now is totally different. That's what science is. I, I, I saw a guy really early this morning. I was watching TV. And I saw this guy who, by the way, looked like Dewey Hauser. He's a, he's, <laughs> he's a uh, lecturer at Yale uh, Public Health, School of Public Health. And Everybody's Dewey Hauser here, though. Right? I mean, we're all, <laughs> all young upstarts. Little Dookie Fauci to <laughs> Look how precocious we all are. This guy looked like 23 or 24 years old. I mean, he's brilliant. but And he may well have been, yeah. you know, that young. But here's the thing. He, he actually was making the point that it's not just about science. It's about, okay, here is the ideal on what people can do to be safe. But if you go with the ideal and it's too onerous on people, if it's too restrictive on people, they're not going to follow it. And then we're going to be worse off. So what we've got to do is look at the science, but then account for what people actually do and then pull back from science to make sure there's a balance and, and that people follow the rules. And that's why it's more complicated now, that it's not just about science anymore. People are fatigued. They're done. 
And if you impose too many restrictions, they're just going to say, screw you. Yep. And so how do you get them back in the fold? And it may not be pure science, but it's risk benefit. Yep. That, well, we've no, seen we no can't risk. trust the public. I mean, for the most part, people are going to do what they want to do. That's true. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people, but I think there are a lot of people who are just fatigued, who followed this for a year, yeah. year and a half. And, I feel it too. I've been really strict and great and done everything they've told me to do, but I'm now fatigued. If they told me my kids can't go back to school, I'm going to be really pissed off because I, we're, we're back and just send them. And we've seen with Omicron, people don't get as sick as they used to. It's just, we are done with and, this. And, and now they're saying yeah. like, you know, you can follow all the rules. You can have done the masks and the distancing and all that. And you're still probably going to wind up getting it. Yeah. Well, it looks like, that way, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. well, then what's the point? Just Ex get vaccinated, get boosted. Don't die. Exactly. Like that's the best you can hope for. Uh, would somebody explain Antonio Brown to me? What the <laughs> hell happened? Jason, take it away. <laughs> what happened? Well, the story, of course, is that sometime during uh, Sunday's game, the Bucks had against the New, New York Jets. The Bucks were losing to the hapless Jets by 14 points. And they, the coaches told Antonio Brown he had to go back in the game uh, and, and during the normal course of the game. He's their star wide receiver. And instead, he refused. And they said, unless you're going to go back in the game, get out of here. And so he ripped his shirt off, walked down the sideways, paraded in front of the, the Jets fans. Uh, it was in New York. Uh, sort of did a little dance in the end zone. What a body, though, huh? Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, I, you couldn't put me in a shirt. I would go into the game that no, way. I, I, <laughs> Incredible body. But, but you yes. have those shirts that are at, like, the pre-printed abs. <laughs> right, Don't do right, justice right, to right. his abs. Um, and then he, you know, and then he left the stadium um, and had sort of a weird interaction with a cabulator on that we posted the story about, uh, about earlier. Uh, just a, a bizarre thing from a bizarre guy. Now, I guess he may be claiming that he didn't want to go back in the game for good reasons, and we just don't know. Said he was injured, right? Said, I'm not well, going in. Well, they said he's injured. gone. Well, the, the team has now said he's gone, right? They, Bruce Arians, who's famously a, a sort of uh, a from the top, you're going to do it my way or the highway guy. The coach of the Bucks has said that he will never be a Buck again. Now, remember, he just came back. Bruce Arians has always been a my way of the highway guy. Uh, Antonio Brown just returned from a three-game suspension for having faked his vaccination card. Right. And the Bucks welcomed him back with open arms after first signing him last year after years of problems with authority because within the so NFL. Because he's so talented. That's because the thing. He's so he is talented. so talented. Even at 33 years old, he is one of the best guys on the field when he's actually playing and performing. So I don't think it's the last you've heard of Antonio Brown. I think so, a team will pick him up. Well, let, yeah. let, let me ask you something. Suppose Antonio Brown comes out tomorrow and says... I was in the middle of a mental health struggle, and that's why I did that. What did they do? I think they're dying. I think somebody's dying to sign him immediately, and that's the if that's what you're talking about. I think that's the hook they would need to. Bring but what about it back. the Bucks? What does Bruce Arians do though? He he came out very think, hard. You know, Tom Brady left that door open, right? Tom Brady, the quarterback of the Bucks and the number two most powerful person in the organization, if not number one, said, "Look, we need to have compassion and understanding for for Antonio Brown here." So it may be that Tom Brady's sort of leaving that open and saying, "Maybe he has a mental problem that we need to address and accept." And, and didn't you find that to... so strange? The player striking the empathetic tone and and. And the coach striking the like very stern. He's off the team for good. We're done with him. I don't want to talk yeah. about it. And you have usually the players can be a little bit hot headed. The manager is sort of a, a sensible tone. Total opposite here. And I think it, it might come back to bite, bite Bruce Arians. Going back to the talent point, just really quickly, the Bucks' number one receiver is out for the season with an ACL problem. The number two receiver has missed the last few games. They, they're now down to Gronkowski and a couple of uh, of guys who don't really play. They desperately need Antonio Brown, and they're in the playoffs. They're in a playoff run. 
don't, doesn't it seem like it's ripe for them bringing him back in? Absolutely. Arian's got to eat some humble pie, I think, on this. Uh, but, if he, but if he does that, he totally loses control of the team. I think you're right. Totally loses control of the team. I mean, I, I think he I would I think right. he would forfeit the playoff to maintain control of the team. Because if you don't have control of the team, yeah. it's over. But that makes Tom Brady's comments about understanding and compassion even more interesting. Oh, it does. Yeah. Because now who's in control? Right. Tom, right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. exactly right. I mean, you that's actually more interesting. Yeah, you know who's in control. You know right. in control. Right. You don't sign Tom Brady late in, that late in his career yeah. unless you're going to cede a lot of control to him. Yeah. Ooh, this is like a chess game. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Uh, that's going to do it for us today. You can listen to our podcast anywhere where podcasts uh, can be listened to. Google, YouTube, Spotify, you name it. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday. Thanks.